Today we're talking about something that I think will be a lot of fun um, because yeah. I think you and I both are lacking these uh, these skills well, here. Listen, I, I agree. Okay, I agree with you, but I don't want to be put into the same boat as you. That's fine. Because you don't I, need to. I would. I would imagine in my head. I think you're based a better off haggler. of what I know about myself and what I know about you that I'm bad too for sure. But I imagine you are way worse than me. Oh, for sure. No offense. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because <laughs> I can't even imagine you wanting to get into any sort of conversation. I feel like it would just immediately be like, uh, well, that's kind of expensive. And he's like, well, sorry, well, that's the price. And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> well, it depends how bad I want it and how, how much it costs. Sure, or you, just, but, yeah, or you yeah. just walk away and not even bother with the haggling part of it. Yep, where the that's, guy's like, that's, and the yep. guy would be like, hey, come on. <laughs> I'd just be like, nope, I I'm good. I thought we were just starting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm ready to play. And you're like, no, Although no, you, you also do have more experience. Well, maybe that's not true. I, if I would have taken full advantage of my six months in China, yeah. then it would be different. But I didn't, you know, the more I went to this place once. Literally, the more experience I have than you is that I went on a week and a half vacation to Morocco when I right. was, what? 13 <laughs> and bought one pair of shoes <laughs> haggled them that's, down you got some converse that's my right? experience yeah <laughs> buying a pair of converse at 13 um how do you want to do this dude we, we could we could just go straight into it do you want to start it properly we can do whatever you i, I you can know. i can yeah I'll, I'll give the people an introduction why not even though okay. there's no music let's uh let me just uh, take a couple deep breaths, mm. you know, get in the... <sighs> All right, are we, are we ready, Jared? I'm ready. All right. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about bargaining, haggling, negotiating, whatever you want to call it. We're going to mention some countries where you can go to brush up or sharpen your haggling skills uh, or... Uh, develop them because I think that's the stage where I'm at in this process. Uh, and we'll talk about also just some uh, some tips and tricks and our own experiences with uh, haggling and negotiating because this is definitely not something that is incredibly common in the U.S., although there are certain items you can certainly haggle for. Um, there are other countries where it is much more commonplace, and if you're a tourist there, you could be likely to be spending a lot more money than you need to. Uh, so stay tuned today, and uh, I got my co-host here with me, my partner in crime, to help me out, figure out how to become a better haggler negotiator and get those great deals, because if you've tuned into our podcast, you know we do love some great deals here, that's for sure. So without further ado, my partner in crime, my co-host, my good buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? I do love a good deal, but sometimes you got to fight for that deal. It doesn't come easy. You don't. You have to. You have to work for it a little bit. I, but I'll say this: the deal feels even better when you earned it. You know, so mm -hmm. when you negotiated it down and you got it down to that to that price that you that that you could tell that person was a little angry with. That's uh -huh. that's that's even better feeling than just the deal in itself. Um, and also, it takes you know, some skill, Jared. That that's does true. take some skill. Of course, of course. I mean, you know, that's that's not something we're going to be doing on our first trip over to uh, the bazaar in Morocco, but um, or second, I guess for me. But um, oh, I think what also would be fun is if later on in the episode we could do a little maybe mock negotiation. Ooh, so all right. We could, con you know, we can mutually. Actually, actually, Jared, I have a piece in china that i bargained for and got an okay deal actually according to some okay. of my chinese friends 
and uh, and since I lived the experience, I will be the person selling you the jacket, and we'll see. Okay, all right. We'll see what what uh, you can do with it. All right, that sounds good. That sounds that would good. be fun. That would be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Um, no no drops today. Uh, long story, but I don't have my drops today. But I'll say this: What's up, player? Uh, you can spread a little love and give us five star <laughs> reviews on. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that drop so much that I, I still just have to do it. I, uh, that you give us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and you know we have social medias. You can find us on Translatable Podcast, Instagram, Untranslatable One, the number one on Twitter. Um, but you know we're, we're we're here with the raw, uncut podcasting without all of the. Uh, all, all of the glitter that that we put on top of it to pr- make it That's to make right. it sound more interesting. And miraculously, I somehow got back to the silk market in uh, Beijing. Is that it what it a looks little like? Finagling. This is the outside, my man. Interesting. See, yep. uh, so it, it, are those like those are banners or something? The ch- ch- uh, China silk and exquisite jewelry. Yeah, they didn't actually have those banners up when I was there. Okay, um, okay. but I, I assume they probably they could have put these up maybe around Chinese New Year, maybe. Yeah, um, or some type some of sort of shopping holiday. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, exactly. But it, it, so. it's just sort of like a standard what four story mall or something. I think it's six or seven stories actually. Okay, because um, because okay. we don't so, see the top here. There's still more past what you can see. So how, what are the stores? So so you say it just looks like like a normal mall in there essentially. So does it have like like if you want to buy like some some fake Jordans, does it have like a knockoff Jordan logo on like the outside of the building, like you would have like a Jordan logo no, on a proper no. mall? So the, so the way it works <laughs> is the the building is broken up into different floors. Okay. So uh, so like one floor will be your your exquisite jewelry. One floor mm-hmm. will be your china silk. Another floor <laughs> will be your fake shoes. I'll tell you what, though, dude, there were some really cool shoes that were like Chinese brands that I had mm. never heard of, but they looked fly as hell. They were pretty sweet. But you didn't entertain them. I didn't know because I well because I brought a backpack with me that weekend. I got gotcha. you. You know, I don't know. I'd have to tie them on my backpack, and you know, <laughs> that's I cool. Know. I just remember doing maybe. that as a kid. <laughs> that, yep, I do. Like your I roller do blades too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, but it, so they have different floors in the the silk market in Beijing. But it's it's all the art of the haggle. Um, there was so, also a, a Russian market I went to in Beijing, kind of similar. How do, but how do the stuff. stores? You, you know, each each le- each floor has a, has a specific mm-hmm. genre of stuff. But then, how do how do sellers differentiate themselves, like from the storefront? That's or, a good question. To be honest, I mean, I guess it's just they're kind of in like blocks. So, like, here's a store. It's like a block. Here's a store. Here's a store. Okay, but they and, don't actually have any like names or no, or no. They're si- all it's signage. all just knockoff. Well, the the signage would be like it might say like you know um, I don't know like deluxe Shoes. watches or yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> I exactly. Gotcha. Just like some gotcha. generic you, or exquisite jewelry. You know they're, something they're, like that. They're the name. Their their signage is just as generic as the product they're selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know you go there and you can get those great deals if you know how to. If if you know how to negotiate, mm-hmm. um, and I only bought one thing. Um, I was looking for a jacket, um, and uh, and we went into the store. Annabelle, our guest from one of the earliest podcasts we did when I was in the Czech Republic. Many episodes um, ago. Yes. She she went with me. It was actually her idea, and I'm so glad. She always has such great idea, uh, ideas when she travels. Mm. Um, she's a lot of fun to travel with because she just... 
She knows how to how to travel, how uh, how to she also find seems, cool places. I don't want to say fearless, but like she's down for anything. Oh, she's fearless. She's okay. no, she's straight up fearless. <laughs> but yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, she's. It's it's like you have an adventure. Let's go for it. Let's try mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I get and, that vibe for sure. Right, and it was just so cool watching her negotiate with people because one of the first places we walked by was like a, a cashmere shop, and because Beijing's not that far from Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia, and Mongolia is where they get a lot of really good, that's where you can get some really good quality cashmere, and if mm. you're smart, you can get it for a good deal. And so it was just so entertaining watching Annabelle, just the way she would talk to these these uh, older Chinese women that were trying to sell her stuff, and she was she was like kind of complimenting them, and mm-hmm. you know, and it was really entertaining to watch. Do do they speak English well? They speak. You can tell that a a, a a lot of the ones who I think are a bit older who have probably been working there for a while, they have their bu- I would say they're like business English down. Like mm. they have their numbers so, down. I was gonna say they can they, they can oh, rattle yeah. off numbers. <laughs> yeah, they have their numbers down. They have they have like the phrases down. You, you know, probably wouldn't get into an off-topic conversation about something totally unrelated to selling right, their goods. Right. You wouldn't ask them about, you know, the the history of the one of the emperors in, in China, <laughs> you know, because they probably couldn't explain that in English. But, but you know, tell you how much something costs and and all that. But stuff, they can they throw have no prices problem. at you, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and negotiate I too. I mean, I saw some of them that were uh, were really good at negotiating. But the probably my favorite thing I witnessed though when I was living in China was seeing seeing people who knew the people at the at the places and they didn't even need to negotiate because they were homies Mm -hmm. so they would just get it for a good deal um but it was really funny because i think they because some of these people you could tell like it was like a regular because a lot of them were like chinese so Mm -hmm. they'd come in they'd greet the the you know the person and then they'd look around for a minute and they'd give them stuff and they just toss the money down and it mm-hmm. wasn't even like a negotiation, and I'm sure they just already knew what Pre-a, the price for those things were. Or, yeah, pre-agreed exactly. upon price. Right. Um, I, I bet you, now that I think about it, I would argue, I, I would bet that, that they're English. I mean, you don't even really need, other than the numbers, you don't even really need to speak English to properly negotiate because well, you really, do need some persuasion skills sure like, but, but i good feel like price good deal i feel know, like, stuff a, like that. as as the seller it's like you can more tell how they feel like all you need to know is how they feel about your price you know right so it's really more just the body language of like mm, it's like oh no 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 oh, oh right mm, mm, right mm. You know, like you, you can really just do it kind of with facial expressions and noises. Yeah. Uh, you don't really need to be like, well, well you know, 70... I don't know about this price. Well, could we negotiate a little bit lower? Like you could just be right. like, you know, like push it up or like, you know, down. Like you don't really need uh, that many words. Right. Well, <laughs> 70 to 80 percent of communication, I think, is based on body language. Yeah, really. You got that from Hitch, uh, the date doctor. Uh, <laughs> you better believe it. With Will um, Smith and Kevin James. No, I actually read it in uh, in one of my uh, uh, second language acquisition teaching methodology okay. books. Okay. Um, well, that's because, where they got it from, I guess. Because Maybe we do true. talk about that in uh, in my speaking and listening class, actually. We do talk about body language and stuff like that once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we did more so when I was actually in China because there are certain like things that like in China I had and I think it's just because uh, as a country you tend to be a bit more packed closely together so the idea of personal space isn't really as big of a thing over there as it is in the US Mm -hmm. and so like that was one aspect of body language I had to explain to my students was if an American backs away from you it's it's not because you did anything in theory it's not because you did anything to offend them it's just you might be getting a little too close than what we're used to you know yeah I think that's the same in 
and some European countries that I've been to too, like they they tend to like talk to you like right in front of you. Right. Like, well, in France, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do, don't they? Uh, I, I I can't say for sure which ones I this happened in, but I certainly know that I've been in countries where it's where it's like the person is like inches away from your face, just having like a normal conversation. Right. And then yeah, like us Americans, we're we're used to like. You know, we kind of naturally social distance <laughs> a lot right. of times. Unless um, you're at the bar, then it's, then it's a different that's story. True. That's true. That's true. And you're all yelling at each other right? Uh, inches away from each other. That's true. Hey, didn't you say you had um, some more uh, questions from your students? Oh, oh we should get yeah. into those. Oh, yeah. I got lots of them. You this, seemed, this seemed like a pretty good batch because you were texting me nonstop as they were coming in. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, so, so the great thing about uh, this semester, because it's a speaking and listening class, and because I am the one teaching the entire grade, I get to choose what we talk about and what we mm-hmm. don't talk about. Um, and just for those of you that don't know, what, what, what and who are you teaching? So I'm teaching uh, freshman level uh, students in China, uh, speaking and listening, uh, so English speaking and listening, uh, and I had these students last semester. Um, I have a, a few more students this semester. I have, I think, about 220 students, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we meet, uh, so we meet three uh, three times a week, and uh, it's each class gets gets basically two hours of like lecture slash discussion um, with me, uh, which is a lot of fun. We've been, uh, I found a really, really good textbook that I've been using this semester uh, called Practice Makes Perfect uh, Conversational English. So it's- uh, You just found it yourself doing some yep, research? Yep. Just doing some online research and looking up different books and you know, reading, reading this one, reading that one, <clears throat> trying to think about which ones would be most practical for my students. And the biggest challenge I've had so far this semester, Jared, is that the level of my students varies a lot because I have some students who uh, I'm pretty sure grew up with fairly wealthy and well-connected families, and they went to some of the best schools, had mm-hmm. great teachers, um, and and some of my students have British accents. I kid yeah. you not. Um, I'll call <laughs> on them, and they have a British accent. Um, and I've had a few students ask me, how can I improve my British accent? And I'm like, you're literally asking the wrong, perfectly wrong person. I, I- still gave them some tips, but still. When I, when I lived in Germany, I remember there were a couple people, like this is when I first got there, where it took, it was like months and months for me to realize that they weren't British. And, and that like I, like that that someone was like, uh, I'm from Norway. What are you talking about? And I'm like, right. what? Like, I'm from Norway <laughs> or whatever. The, <laughs> yeah, like, I, what? had, <laughs> I, I had the same thing happen when I was in high school. We had an exchange program uh, or like a sister school, I think, with our high school or something. And they mm. flew over from Germany. And this blonde German woman comes and sits in our class, um, and she was like the supervisor, the director, um, and she sits down, and then uh, she sits down, in, and it was in our German class, so we were like practicing German, speaking German, and then uh, my German teacher actually asked her something in English, and she answered and had the thickest British accent, and my brain just <laughs> took a minute, because I just didn't know what was happening. I was like, because uh, uh, I had heard her speak German, and she yeah. had, you know, she was German, and then and then she answered, and she's like, well, I'm not even going to do it, because I can't <laughs> even do the accent justice, but it was just so crazy. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah. she was some sort of spy or something. You're like, oh my maybe. god, maybe, <laughs> maybe she's gonna speak Russian next out of nowhere perfectly. Right, flip through her six passports is my her, favorite. Her thing. real name's like <laughs> Katarina, Katarina or something. Espinova. Right, it's like what? I, th- I thought you said your name was Julie. Yeah, that's what I told you. <laughs> right, idiot. Exactly. <laughs> All right, what were some of these uh, 
So, so you 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 tell them to to just candidly ask you ask ask you, me anything. Yeah, yep. AMA ask me anything. Yeah. So we so I take about and it's actually honestly probably my favorite five minute activity I do with my students. And sometimes we take ten minutes because if they have good questions and and a lot of these questions I can ask the students then like what is their opinion. So it's a good mm-hmm. way to get them talking, mm-hmm. um, which I like. Uh, and so and and they're participating, you know, because I have sixty to eighty students watching these live lectures. Sometimes, Jared, I feel more like a live streamer than I do a teacher right now, yeah. just because I'm getting like notifications up the wazoo in the chat. Um, <laughs> my students can also post reactions, so I'll get like thumbs up and smiley face. Well, that's funny. Um, it's, it's really like you're awkward. On Instagram I've... live or something. Right, right. That's kind of what it feels like <laughs> it's sometimes. It's your boy, <laughs> right? AMA with Chad on Fridays. Hit me up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. See, um, it's so funny that you say that. Yet, like, I, I bet you, if you actually put your mind to it, you could really transform our social, our Instagram into something big because you do essentially instagram lives multiple times a week <laughs> that's true maybe we do need to yeah i wonder how that would work hmm that's yeah that's no, i'll have okay. to we all know it's not gonna happen it's just fun to think about right uh, well, all right let's let's hear some of these questions so so the first thing that that boggled my mind was i had a student ask me um about how history is taught in the u.s and and i asked the student what do you mean by this and that's one of my favorite questions to ask them because then they have mm. to elaborate and really explain things, right? And he said, well, well, last semester you mentioned we, we did U.S. holidays and I was talking about Thanksgiving. And look, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it real with my students. Uh, when we were talking about Thanksgiving, I said, look, this is what they tell you in public schools in the U.S. This is what actually happened, you know, mm. um, to the best of what we know. And so... Uh, you know what they tell you in public schools about Thanksgiving is it was this happy holiday where the pilgrims and the Native Americans were sharing food and having this yeah, nice feast. That they, I think it's that that's when the Na- the Americans or the Europeans discovered America and the uh, they they brought gifts for the Native Americans and then in return the Native Americans them and the Native Americans had a feast together. <laughs> right, right. It's, it, they they tell it as this really kind of almost hippy dippy like happy rah rah type. Yeah. of, it was a great new time. friends. Right, and that is not what happened. The uh, the pilgrims and the Native Americans uh, and uh, I f- I'm forgetting the name of the tribe right now, um, but they did not get along. Mm-hmm. Um, for numerous reasons. And uh, although the Native Americans did help the pilgrim settlers, and had they not, they probably would the pilgrims would have died off. Um, yeah. And the, but the main gift that the pilgrims brought was diseases, also. Yeah. They, they diseases. Didn't mention that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, diseases, weapons, Small which also pox. brings more violence. Um, mm-hmm. Not that, you know, there weren't issues and squabbles and wars between different tribes, but still, I mean, you bring guns and that kind of stuff, that's a whole other ballgame. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. You know, and all that stuff. But uh, anyways, so so they asked me about history. Like, how is... Because, you know, in China, you know, they teach history in a very interesting... I'm just going to put it that way. You know, they, they yeah. don't teach the... But, you know, history... They teach it in a similar way that we teach it here. Let's just... Exactly. They have yeah. their... Everyone has their exactly. own versions of, of history. I mean, every every country is like that. Exactly. And we're, also, we're no history different. is taught by the victors, as they say. For sure. That's you read my mind, Jared. I was actually going to say that. So, um, but so I thought that was a really interesting question because I wonder, um, you know, what this, you know, what what this student really thinks. Um, and you know, they're they're smart, so they're careful what they say too. 
you mm. know um they they're not they're not stupid over there they're very aware i think of the, of their system but they also know how to live in the system um, right. just like i think a lot of americans do um but anyway so i thought that question was interesting about like um how history is taught in the us um mm-hmm. and so that just we kind of we discussed how did you, you ask know, did you ask them how history is taught ask them how is history taught in china no, I just asked them. That could be it, just a, that could even be yeah, even more of a tricky question. Yeah, I did not ask them that. I did not, but I changed the question. I asked them in 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 history classes in China: Is it expected that you do a lot of reading and take tests, or is it more papers? Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it was more tests and dates, and that didn't surprise me because I think that's a more "quote unquote" traditional method of history teaching. That's kind of um, us too, though. Well, yes and no. I think at least uh, when we were when we were kids, I guess not not right. in college and, and stuff. Right. And well, I was school. asking them more about high school, right? Because um, I don't know. I, I think I'm not sure if they have to take history classes, and I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to ask my students that, Jared. I'm glad we had this talk because now I can ask my students some questions. I don't but even I'm curious. Remember my history classes in high school, like American high school, right? When I was a, a junior and senior year. I, I don't remember my history teacher. Oh, I do. We had a U.S. history class. I do. Okay. Uh, and we, we took test and row papers. But it, I don't, now I'm wondering what he taught us. Probably nothing <laughs> useful. And actually, he was a black guy, too. But still, he was just taught the teaching the curriculum that he was, he was told to right. teach. That's how, that's how teaching works, Jared. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so, okay, some other questions, though, from my students. Um, had some more uh, questions about music recommendations. And I also had three more students ask me, when are you going to play guitar for, for the class? Um, mm. so, so that's going to happen at some point. Um, not sure what, where I'm going to play yet. I was about to say, because we, cause we know how care- careful you are with choosing uh, media. So right. is it going to be like the wheels on the bus or something? That's right. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Dink, dink. Right. You just pretend I can't even play at all. Yeah, you're like looking just at your hands. Out of tune. Like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me try again and you start over again. Hold on, hold on. No. Um, oh, wrong note. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then a student of mine uh, asked me some questions about the Grammys. And I was like, honestly, I have no idea. I didn't even watch the Grammys. Yeah, I don't care um, about the Grammys. But one of my students, they were they were like, I was so sad because my favorite K-pop band like didn't win in the Grammys. And I was like, one, were they, were they nominated? I guess they were. I guess um, is it BTS? It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, BTS. They're, they're they're K-pop legends. Yep. I wonder, dude, is K-pop basically like a, a newer form of like '90s boy bands just in Korea? That's what it seems like. Like they're they. It's just like you know, pretty boy bands essentially. But doesn't uh, like do, doesn't dance. each of them always have like like one of them's like the bad boy, and then you have like the isn't that a thing? Because <laughs> well, I, I, I feel I don't like know. for sure was in the U.S. Wasn't I it? I can't speak to K-pop that much. I, I like I don't know the the members. Uh, I do know Epic High though. That's another popular K-pop group uh, I, that I learned about when I was in Germany. Um, I, but yeah, that's certainly a thing in in america where they, they, ever, they all have to fulfill some sort of character like the, the right. bad boy like like the like the good guy like the, there's or like a clean the, cut one yeah yeah or like the one that's from like the country or something you know like, right right <laughs> like a little rougher on the edges yeah maybe. that's not used to the city the big city right. life <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah uh so i imagine it's the same yeah that's how you got to market it you know so i right. imagine in the k-pop is the same thing they all have their little uh 
personalities. I will say, though, I'm excited. Uh, I, I foresee the, the lectures this week involving a lot of music because we're talking the topic of the book chapter this week is uh, discussing likes and dislikes. And so, but so I'm, you, I'm really curious to find out some genres of music. What I might do is I might play some music for my students and mm. play some kind of crazy stuff, like play some like, like uh, really like goofy kind of wacky country music, maybe some like really heavy metal uh, and some random stuff just to see how they react and, and then get them to talk about if they like it or they don't like it and, and give me some reasons mm. why, you know, as I hear this, I, I feel like I can understand why you would be hesitant to play your guitar in uh in class like just hearing that i'm like oh, i don't know if i like even if i could play the guitar competently i was like i don't know if i'd want to do that <laughs> for students i can I, it kind of makes sense why you'd be hesitant to do that i get it well i'm 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 more hesitant actually that what's going to happen jared is once i start playing it's just going to become karaoke hour and i don't want to <laughs> you know i don't want to i want to keep my online class on the rails as much as i can jared I, i'm curious about the tech setup do you when you do your classes do you use this mm -hmm. mic I don't. No. Okay. No, I use a headset just because it's easier. I, that, I I ask because I wonder how you're gonna that like plug in, or is it just gonna be you're gonna how, how you probably gonna... just play acoustically. Mm. Okay. 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 Probably just play acoustically because that's also the best way in terms of latency. You know, because mm -hmm. the sound, the voice. Uh, if if that's the other thing, the, do they want me to sing? Because I can. I'll put it this way, Jared. <laughs> I can carry a tune. I would not call myself a singer. Let okay. me put it that way. But would you want to sing for your students? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't really care. I've done it before. You're in a position of authority, and I feel like if you sing in front of them and they t and they have certain opinions on your singing, you're going to lose some of that place of authority. You know, they're going to be, be. Like, well, like, Jared. How much <clears throat> authority do I really have, bro? I mean, they're 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 miles away. You're on a computer, four thousand yeah, miles am, away. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? You know, throw my computer out the window? And that's, hey, hey you know, stop eating over there. Stop eating. Right. <laughs> Pay attention to me. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, any other questions you want to, you want to talk about before we... Well, yeah. So another interesting one that came up, um, and I, I have an inkling this might relate to a conversation I had with a colleague a couple years back. I had quite a few questions actually about um, the LGBTQ community. Mm. And also uh, I had a student ask me what my thoughts are on gender fluidity. Which I was like, how do you even know that term? Number one, and, and I, I don't texted understand Jared why that's that. surprising to you. Well, because, Jared, I mean, this is definitely something that I think we see in the media here in the West. But in the in the East, and one of my students even said this too, especially in China, um, you know, they just tend to have a bit more traditional and more conservative values. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that everyone is like that. And I think a lot of younger students are maybe a little bit more open-minded when it comes to some of that stuff. Um, but I also, I had a talk with a colleague of mine a couple years back, uh, and she mentioned mm -hmm. that uh, a couple students approached her in confidence and basically came out to her mm. um, as gay or lesbian. Um, and I think it's because, uh, you know, students know, and I've told, and I had to teach my students what this phrase meant, Jared. I had to teach my students what the phrase means, like, um, I'm not here to judge you or I'm not here to judge them. Because my students were like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. I had to actually think about it for a minute. That's an American um, how, thing to say? I not, well, I'm not judging? Right. I think so. Or this doesn't come from a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah. And I so, was saying so those... Is it, in, in China, are the, is, uh, is the idea of judgment way more acceptable? So it's like, why are you yeah. telling them well, you're well, not I judging? Think, because you are. <laughs> right. Well, I think the thing is that 
in China, it's just a more hierarchical structure. You know, mm. you your elders say something, and I've heard my students straight up tell me, my parents told me this, and I really didn't want to do that or I didn't agree with it, but because it was my parents, I just did it. Um, like yeah. I had a student tell me they they really, it was their dream to um, publish um, books of Chinese prose, like poetry. Mm-hmm. And their parents said, no, you are going to go to college. And, you know, at least she is becoming an English teacher. So she's using something with language. Um, and she can teach poetry at some point, maybe, uh, depending on what level she teaches. But anyways, and she can still you know, write it as, a, you know, on the right, side and stuff. Right, but. Right, but you know, but when her parents said it, it was like it was like, well, this is what my parents say, and mm-hmm. I'm they're they're who I they're my parents, and I have to respect them. Whereas I think in the U.S., we have a lot more of a, a fuck off type of attitude sometimes, yeah, even I, with parents <clears throat> and authority. I think there's also sort of a level of bravery here in the U.S. for like, good for you for doing what you think is right for you, even if your parents are telling you to go get you know some office job. Like, good for you for not listening to to them and doing what you think is best for you i feel like that is right. that is sort of more uh looked pr- looked upon as like fondly here in the right. u.s here in, oh for sure do, is like th- you doing your own thing right and another big difference with with uh and having these conversations with my students this is another pattern that i see come up time and time again students always mention how important harmony is in china what they mean by that basically <sighs> is Exactly. What they mean by that is um, also related, I think, to the way they view relationships in China. So relationships in China are very different, I think, than relationships that we have in the U.S. with people. Because in China, it's a lot about um, saving face, keeping face, um, all that stuff. So basically, you know, your your reputation within a larger group of people and how people perceive you. There are things you can do or say to someone that will damage their reputation. Um, mm-hmm. And in the U.S., you know, by you basically telling your parents, I'm going to do what I want, that's kind of a no-no over mm-hmm. there. You know, that could be very damaging to, you know, um, to the family, to those relationships. Yeah. And now the parents' friends are looking at them weird, like, oh, is this how Exactly. Is this? You have no control over your, your kids, <laughs> I see. Right. Yeah. I, so I get it's, that. It's I get interesting. That. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk more about some of these interesting questions, though, uh, at some point. But I just thought it was interesting that uh, students felt comfortable enough with me to ask me about these questions. Because, yeah. you know, I tell them, ask me anything, and I do really mean it. Like, I, I would draw the line to some extent, but if they just want, like, the opinion of... And I try to... I also try to take the opinion of, like, what most quote-unquote common Americans, norm, whatever that means. I don't even really know what that means, Jared. But I try to, when students ask me questions about like the LGBTQ community, I say, look, I have no problems with it. I have a lot of friends who are gay or lesbian. I have no problem with it. Um, I have no problem with gay marriage. I, th- uh, I have no problem. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Y- yes? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be done in, a, in, a, in like 30 minutes though, or, or so. Uh, or who knows? We'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, made, so, so any, anyways, though, Jared, the last thing I wanted to say was I just thought it was great that my students feel comfortable enough to uh, talk about such topics with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have it's no also problem addressing sad. them. It also kind of bums me out a little bit because that, like, uh, especially the people that are, like, coming out to your teacher or to, to their teacher, uh, where, where it's like, you know, that really makes me feel like you must not have anywhere else to go if you're going to like a, a, a visiting teacher, you know, essentially. Right. Um, right. But yeah, that's so um, 
I, I'm, I'm ex- how, how do you do this AMA all the time? Like it's not just a one time well, thing. Well, I asked my students. I initially did it last week just as like a fun icebreaker activity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I use it to be honest to gauge to see how my students will uh, interact with me, which ones are comfortable speaking. Because I had some students where um, I asked them questions like uh, we were talking about introducing family members, and I wanted them uh, to practice using third person. So, so you know. Uh, having them talk about their their parents or their brothers or their sisters, and for some of the students, apparently, uh, they just weren't comfortable doing it. Um, I straight up had one student tell me, I- "I'm sorry, that's a secret." Um, what they what they meant to say, I think, was it's too personal. Um, uh, I don't sure, want to sure, discuss sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, but they just didn't know how to. You know, it's always it always amazes me. Um, how uh, students of English can express themselves, and a lot of times, if you're if you're a teacher and you're just a little bit open minded and flexible with l- language, you can understand what they mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it's sometimes kind of funny when stuff like that happens. Um, but anyways, Jared, I think you know what time it is. I do, I do. Uh, although my, my my untranslatable watch, this is the one time I took it off my arm. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> and true. So. Uh, well, it is time for some untranslatables, Jared, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. Mm-hmm. And since we've been talking so much about uh, my students in China, I've got my Silk Road backdrop today. I'll get us started with a Chinese untranslatable, Jared. Uh, we'll see. I'll probably butcher the tones on this one, but here we go. Ji Han Yi Bu Han Bao, which means... The full do not understand the hungry. Uh, it's like you can't you can't understand. Essentially, like you can't understand the plight of other of other people, like you or you can't compare your plight to someone else's plight. Yes, but there's more of a. What would you call a, a person, Jared, who is full? Like a like a flourishing, rich. Um, okay. And what about oh, someone that's hungry? So the rich don't understand what it's like to be poor. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Which I think it's pretty that's true. Great. That's great. I like, think that's a perfectly said untranslatable right there. And I feel like that applies very well to American politicians. You know, mm-hmm. you see some of these super wealthy ones, and they're like, we can't we can't raise the minimum wage to $15. I'm trying to do my best Mitch McConnell here. That's yeah. not very good, but yeah. Well, and then the whole point of, of a lot of the, uh, like the whole goal, especially of these right-wing politicians, which are the full ones, is to sort of play as like this, as like they, they understand the everyday person's plight. I care for the working plight. people. Yeah, exactly. Or like, like right. hey, listen, my, my dad was a carpenter or something like that. Like, like somehow... Right. Like uh, trying to, um, you know, is, uh, trying to Appeal relate to, to the everyman. Folks. Yeah, right. and, but but really, they they don't under they really don't understand. Right. Uh, my first untranslatable is uh, let's do this uh, Peruvian Spanish one. Uh, lo de ellos fue choque y fugo, fuga, y fuga. A hit and run is what it is. A hit and run. And it's not like our hit and run, right? A hit and run. Not no. It's it's not a car accident where the person drives away. <laughs> okay, drives away. A hit and run. Is it? Uh, is it when you steal something? <clears throat> uh, no. Well, let me put it this way though. Uh, I, it's I, it's not it's not. I I think it is a play off of um, the actual hit and run. Is it is it like getting a great deal and then leaving immediately? Uh, actually, you know, I'll, I'll say the, and, and it's hit and run, but it's actually, if you literally translate it, it's, uh, 
oh shoot i forgot and then i just closed it <laughs> my memory sucks <laughs> hold on uh here it is uh their thing was cash or crash and flight is actually what it is but you know hit and run uh, but it, it, when it's something so, fails epically then no no and once no. again okay. let me be clear let me be clear okay. this is this is like so this is a play off of the actual idea of getting into a car accident and running away so so it is like that idea but put onto something else essentially so let's say let's say um hmm let's say you're you're at a you're at a bar you're at a club and you find yourself um uh you find yourself uh dancing with a, with a lovely lady uh next thing you know flat fast forward to the next morning and uh, you uh hit and run or that that uh, yeah so. is that what hit it and quit it uh, one night stand yeah one hit, night stand okay. hit and run <laughs> uh, and that's funny okay there's there's all sorts of memes now that have like hilarious new terms for for a hit and run oh really or or a smash and dash um all sorts of different that ones that sounds yeah. like you're breaking in robbing someone a smash and dash yeah you're right when i think of smash and dash i think of someone breaking into like a convenience store or like a fast food store right. and just o- opening the cash register taking right. out all the money and running away right there there were just all sorts of funny ones though uh um all sorts of funny ones that's that's hilarious though jared all right one night stand well hey maybe uh you know, maybe if you bargain for some good good deals on a on a fake Rolex and some uh, you know, nice fake suit or a you know custom tailored suit for dirt cheap, you can find some uh, some right, pretty just ladies. Keep going. Just keep going. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, my next one for you is uh, we'll do we'll do an Arabic one. Uh, I decided today, Jared, I wanted to uh, push my limits a bit, and I haven't done Arabic untranslatables in a long time. Obviously, neither of us can speak Arabic, so we both uh, are not qualified to try it. But here we go, Jared. I mean, we can't speak any of the languages we do this with. Well, German. Okay, uh, we can speak I, two of the languages we do this with. I, I feel like we our our grasp of Spanish is okay enough to make don't it stop sound okay. Maybe no? for you, okay. maybe for you. Don't. <laughs> you, you, I think wh- whatever Spanish person just heard me say that Peruvian Spanish untranslatable would probably disagree. That's fair. Okay. Anyways, let me give you an Arabic one. Ali mayarf al sakar yushwi. Which why means, does your voice get deeper? <laughs> because that's my arabic voice man that's how you say it i don't know you got like a, a little bit deeper there. <laughs> i had a friend in germany tell me that my german voice is deeper <gasps> okay maybe that's just what happens when you speak a foreign language maybe uh, maybe <laughs> uh all right jared this this uh arabic untranslatable means who uh, whoever uh whoever doesn't know an eagle grill it <laughs> jesus um if you don't know an eagle grill it Basically, whoever doesn't know an eagle uh, will try to grill it. Maybe it would help. Like if you don't like, people are very uncomfortable around something. Like don't don't like people are very untrustworthy. Essentially, someone around strange new things. Um, unknowns. Not, not not really. Don't trust I mean, unknowns. No, you might say this, Jared. You know, I might say. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe maybe one of my students asks me a very offensive, inappropriate question. They say, they say, uh, why are you so um, ugly? Yeah, why? Why? You know, well, I did have that one student hey, ask me hey, if I gained some weight over, oh, yeah. over the holiday break. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so but say 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 a student says, you know, why why are you such a terrible teacher? And mm-hmm. I'd be, I might be like, whoever doesn't know an eagle, grill it. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's like. 
uh, like I, I feel like I get what you're saying, but I can't give you the. So it's like, uh, like it's don't talk about so, like th- don't just talk about something you don't really know what you're talking about. Essentially, uh, kind of. I would say it's more about the person. You know, I would I would say you know I'm not the world's greatest teacher, but I have enough experience to say oh, I'm it's a like decent teacher. I'm better than you. Um, not quite. Or it like means how, more. How how you how you someone Let that me, has no experience gonna talk gonna tell me I'm good or bad at something essentially? Okay, you're getting warmer. Uh, so a, we would say then you don't know who, you don't know your you don't know an ass your ass from your elbow. Uh, I I guess you could say that say it that way. I would say more so, Jared. You don't know who you're dealing with. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You don't know who you're dealing with, right? Okay. Like, so you know. I feel you. I feel mm-hmm. you. So uh, my uh, final, my last untranslatable is Icelandic. Icelandic. Ekem alveg af fjulum, 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 which means <laughs> I come completely from the mountains. Uh, is this, uh, is this like if you're like naive or clueless, you just have no uh, idea? It is. And I, my phone is in front of me, but obviously I don't have drops. I literally was reaching for the ham horn. I was the like, ham horn. Nice. <laughs> that <laughs> was ham horn worthy though. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what, um, what you're talking about or what's going on. I like that. Well, Jared, my last untranslatable for us today also has to do with mountains. Uh, it is Arabic. Uh, Jabal Ma Yusakriya. Which means, oh mountain, no wind shakes you. Uh, is that just saying like you're very strong in your opinions? And mm, no, this I could see you maybe using this phrase with me if we were at a market trying to haggle with somebody. Can you give me the literal one more time? Oh mountain, no wind shakes you. Say, let me give oh, you more context. So, what I, be, so I'm no, I think I got it. I think I got okay. it. Would okay. I be telling that to you? It's like, don't let this guy break you down. Or essentially, I'm like, stay strong. Don't don't give in. Keep going. There we go. There yes. we go. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's words of encouragement. <laughs> uh, words yeah. of encouragement. Uh, telling someone they're strong and encouraging them to not let a small problem bother them. I could totally see. I could totally see that. Like me behind you and your yep. ear. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Yep, don't let yep. them. Don't let them back you down. You don't have exactly. to pay that much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jared, I, so let's let's talk about uh, you know haggling and negotiating. But first, I think it'd be fun mm-hmm. to uh, mention some countries where yeah. where haggling and bartering is a com- more common practice because I think it's safe to say in the U.S. you see this maybe at like a garage sale or a yard sale, mm-hmm. buying a used car or maybe potentially buying houses as negotiating. See. Um, and used stuff in the U.S. Maybe I wrote houses down too for America, but I'm actually now going to push back on that. That I now that I think about it, because you're not really negotiating. It's right. more just you telling them this is how much I'm willing to pay, and then they say yes or no. Now I guess you right. could theoretically go back and forth, but it's not really nego. It's not like a. Right. It's not expected to be like a constant back and forth. It's not forth. like a haggle, right? Where US, it's like I'll right. pay this much. No, all right, I'll pay this much. No, because at that by like the second or third time you do that, they're just gonna be like, no, we're not gonna buy. Right. Like, <laughs> that would be hilarious uh, <laughs> to see. That would be a good comedy you know, skit. One other one that I actually I feel like I learned later in life than I should have uh, by living with Don actually is that mm-hmm. also you can haggle on electronics sometimes like TVs. I've seen I've seen people haggle on TVs here. Like ABC really? Warehouse is okay. sort of a popular big box store to mm-hmm. buy uh, stuff from, and I and I did see Don haggle and get a deal on on a TV uh, there. But that's I, impressive. I don't, I don't know if that's it's I don't know if it's 
common or expected expected like it is in some of these countries you're going to name just for like right. you know everything essentially right so okay first one on my list uh i, I mean i have to do it because it's where i got some experience a baby baby amount of experience on haggling and negotiating china mm-hmm. uh, in china jared guess how much you can in theory negotiate up to or i guess down to i would say probably more than half Yes, you can if you negotiate properly depending on where you are in China and 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 the <clears throat> there's a lot of you know, factors that go into it, but you can negotiate Jared up to about 80 to 90% in China. You know how I guessed more than half? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because this shows you how much of a bad negotiator I am. Because I I had learned in my tiny experience negotiating that just right off the bat start by halving whatever they say the prices. Mm-hmm. But clearly in, in China, that's nowhere close to enough. Right. To start, like well, you need to start really way depends, lower than that. Right. Well, and it also really depends where you are. Uh, you should kind of have an idea of how much you're willing to pay. Um, but yeah, so for example, in I China, Jared, I wonder if it's automatically harder for uh, for someone like you or I that's clearly not from there. Well, that's what I was just going to mention, Jared. Oh. Funny you say that because <laughs> okay. in China there is what some people <clears throat> call the foreigner price. Yeah, I've also like heard the white tax. people price. Yeah. The, the, I've heard also you know the, the black Western people tax. price as yeah. well. Right, and so and I remember uh, I had a couple friends who had lived in China for quite some time, and they had told me like go go with either a Chinese person or someone who speaks fluent Mandarin because mm-hmm. you will already be at a clear disadvantage um, because you can also, if you can speak their native language, you can just, you can kind of just negotiate more with them. There's more right. you can talk There's about. More, you there, know? It's, it's, yeah, it's the, the negotiation becomes more than just the numbers. You know, As we right. said before when we were talking about Annabelle, it's not just about the numbers like it's about she was complimenting them she Mm -hmm. was you know striking up conversation unrelated to the products like like it's a whole sort of process it's not just the straight up numbers exactly exactly so yeah so china you can you can really negotiate pretty well um, but my recommendation for sure bring a bring a friend who Mm -hmm. is either from there or speaks the language fluently that will help you out a lot We'll talk more about negotiations in China later when uh, we'll have Jared try to barter for my jacket. Um, next country up on the list, Jared, India. How much do you think you can negotiate up to uh, on uh, in India? I got to say it's probably about the same as China. Here, according to uh, uh, actually according to Good Housekeeping, or is it uh, more? Is uh, no uh, negotiating up to about seventy percent. Uh, okay. Apparently, everything in India is bartered over, even pieces of fruit. Visit a number of stores to get an idea of pricing and try for 75 off in the first instance and never accept uh, less than a 30% discount. Yeah, well, I have heard of um, like like uh, people from like, like people immigrating to the U.S., from obviously other countries and um getting into what some americans might feel like is awkward situations uh, where like the person's trying to haggle on something that's never been a haggled upon thing here in the u.s (laughs) but sometimes i think that actually could even work maybe i like i think that could work but i but um yeah okay that makes sense india can i name one the one that sure one where my experience haggling is and as i said i don't know if this was in the podcast or not but um you know, Chad, Chad says I have experience, but the experience is me on a week and a half long trip to Morocco when I was like 13 or 14. Maybe I was 15. I was a 
child. <laughs> um, and I, I, I purchased a pair of Converse All-Stars on my own. And we bought some other stuff, but that was the thing that I purely haggled on by myself. And uh, I, I probably, I, you know, I, I, I felt like I got a good deal because I got a better deal than my sister. But in, and that's really my, that was really my main goal is just do better than my sister. But in hindsight, um, you know, I probably got raked over the coals any, any, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because a, a buddy of mine who has done some traveling in uh, Morocco, I believe also Tunisia and also Egypt, uh, they mentioned that in a couple of those countries, they would have a, a local driver uh, mm-hmm. drive them around. And the driver would actually go in and get stuff for him because he could get the local price, not the tourist price. We 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 actually did that too, but I I, I think the like the 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 me getting the converse was less like it wasn't the point wasn't really for like all right we're trying to get the best deal here. I think it was just for the experience. I think you know for sure like my like you know my parents were like yeah go go haggle with them sell that like it wasn't really about like all right we need we want this let's get the best deal. It right. was just like, yeah, go have some fun. It's go more see what fun you can for do. the for the experience. Exactly, for sure. exactly. Yeah. Um, but but I think w- when I think of uh, I think when you were thinking of of going to the silk market before you went there and you were just picturing it in your head, I feel like you were picturing what I experienced in Morocco. I believe it was in Marrakesh is where I was at. Okay, it was and, probably more like a bazaar, right? Yeah, it was outside, and there were a bunch of um, a bunch of like stands and sort of like that in sort of that bazaar area where where it's partially outside, partially inside. Kind of, you know right. that that um, and it, it was really cool. It was really cool, and I think I think uh, that that is what what. You, like that that is what i picture and kind of hope for when i think of these sort of open like these haggling situations or these negotiating situations right. um yeah if you look up just uh marrakesh bazaar you can see what it looks like and there's actually and now that i think about it you know in tanzania they had a similar sort of when i was in um Mbaya, which is a super small sort of village they they had a a much smaller scale than Marrakesh because Marrakesh is a big city, but they had like a, a sort of bizarre setup as well. And I wasn't really buying stuff, but I imagine the negotiation was probably there. There was probably a lot of expected haggling and negotiation there too. Right. You you know what this also reminds me of? Actually, I'm looking at some pictures of the bazaar mm-hmm. um, in Morocco. It, this also. In, in some ways, just the way the items are set up and everything, it kind of reminds me of some of the markets in Ubud and Bali. Um, and there were some, okay. also some really cool ones in Kuda and Bali as well. Now, it's all the thing. The first kind of uh, tip I would give anyone who goes to some of these bazaars is or, or markets or whatever you want to call it is if you see something, don't be worried that you know that is the only one of that thing because most yes. likely if you walk around enough you'll find a duplicate it might be in a slightly different color or something but <laughs> you'll probably find essentially the same thing um multiple and that's times like, over exactly not even, not even like you'll find one other you'll find the same thing multiple right. times <laughs> now here's one thing though jared i wish i would have actually bought a couple more of while, while i was in bali was um the tank tops over there i don't know what type of cotton or material they use but it is it's just super breathable and it's perfect Mm. for like summer and warmer temperatures um i wish i would have bought a couple of those and i think if i that's the other thing i think if i would have bought a couple of them i probably could have negotiated for an even better deal Mm -hmm. which would have been really nice too um but bali it was fun to see 
uh, people negotiate. And an interesting tidbit about uh, these markets in Bali, Jared, and I think it might also be like this in China, but I could be wrong, is I know at least in Bali, it's good luck if you're one of the first customers to buy something from them. So of sometimes, the day, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you get there really early in the morning, mm, you'll get a sometimes you can get a special deal. deal. Yeah. Mm. Because it's kind of good luck. And a lot so of So it's these, good luck to give the first person a good deal, essentially. Right. Okay. Right. So, so that's so kind of when, a cool when tip. you were in Bali. Uh, did you did you did you negotiate on, on stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I negotiated oh, okay, a couple okay. times, um, and I also uh, a couple of them I had to walk away from because I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I know I know where I've paid at other places, and that's just more than I want to pay. So I walked away. Let's um, let's real quick get into your favorite part of every any podcast that we do, mm-hmm. the tips. Okay. Let's this do this it. is this. Uh, what are the tips for for successful negotiating? First thing, know your price. Know yes. your price. Know how I much mean, you're willing to pay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and think, how much something is really... Well, maybe maybe this is bad advice. Not how much something is really worth, but as we said, how much, how much you're willing to, to pay you. for that thing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then I would say... Um, also, make sure you know that you're going into a haggling situation. <laughs> yep. Well, that, that's the other thing is that if you, uh, especially I think for a lot of Americans, if you travel to a foreign country, you walk by uh, a stand in Thailand or or in Bali or in China or in Morocco, wherever, and they they say you know they maybe they hold up something they hold up I don't know uh, like a nice like poster right mm-hmm. like a scenic view of of you know the the Great Wall of China right they mm-hmm. show you this poster and they say two hundred yuan. And I say, I would only pay 50 for that. And you keep walking. But then they say, oh, okay, okay. If you say that, you should really turn around and buy that thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's good manners. I don't think it's appropriate as a tourist mm. to say, so, I'm willing to pay this. And then, like, I think if you because say you've engaged, you're, you've engaged yep, now, exactly. you've engaged in the purchase, in like the haggling process. Exactly. Just yeah. don't, don't, in, like if don't, you don't engage want them it, if you don't, don't want say it. anything. Exactly. Yeah. Just say no, thank you, and mm-hmm. keep walking. Um, yeah. But once you yeah. say I'd pay fifty, it's like okay, so you will pay fifty. Yeah. I, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yep. But yep. I mean, that's just that. I mean, that's just a cultural thing. Is like you have to know, like, like don't because I I think especially for us Americans are we, we have such a fear of not coming off as polite or insulting someone. Right. Uh, but like you have to understand the culture. So so like if you were to say, oh, that's too much, thinking you're just being polite or something, or like mm-hmm. I don't want to pay that much, then they'd be like, oh, okay, then how much? How about this much? And it's right. like, oh, I didn't realize we were doing that. I don't want it. It's actually what it is. Right, exactly. <laughs> the other tip uh, I would give, Jared, when you're doing any shopping in like a market like this, um, where there's a lot of negotiations and haggling, is you got to kind of look disinterested a little bit. Yes. Because if you look or, uh, or and also be very careful what you say to your friends as you're walking around, because if you say, I really need a jacket, yeah, uh, and don't they seem, overhear you. Yes. Yeah. Don't seem interested in anything you're buying. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, that that is that is for sure. That is for sure. And I think kind of along with that, as far as like this mindset you have to have, I think it's confidence. You yep. can't you you can't like you have to speak confidently, and you you can't sort of let them let them sort of out talk well, you. you let them lead. Yes. If you let them lead the deal too, you, you've already lost. Yeah, you you have to be willing to push out numbers. You can't like wait for them to just keep giving you numbers. You have to confidently right. be like, "This is how much I'm paying," kind of thing. Yep. And I think what goes along with that, and we you said it before, but we might as well just now that we're saying these tips, you have to, and it's not not you have to be willing to walk away. You have to walk away. 
<laughs> well, you also have to approach any any type of situation like this um, with what we've talked about before on the podcast, uh, an abundance mindset. You have to go into that knowing that you you don't really need this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 don't really need it. It's okay to walk away from it. You might it, even be able to find a better deal somewhere else. There um, really is an art to the walk away too, right? Because that that is that is sort of your your like. See, the ultimate walk away power is, move. is your final stand of as far as the negotiation goes, right? And and and, and once you and once you committed to it, you can't then be like turn around and be like, so you do want to do this? Like the walk, we have right. to walk away and have them come after you or right. walk away. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and be like, all right, exactly. I'm not getting it. That's but that. another another level to that, and this I think does require some um, delicate people skills a little bit. Is knowing how to walk away. How to also keep your cool, but also mm. still be respectful and polite of that other person. Yeah. Especially if they've done something that might, to to your view, be a bit disrespectful. Let me give you an example, Jared. So when I was at the Silk Market with Annabelle, um, there were numerous times where I was just kind of looking around killing time because she was still in the cashmere shop getting some gifts for her friends and her family. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just walking around um, and... Uh, and I went into this one place uh, to, uh, I think it was to take a look at, I think it was um, pants because you could get like custom tailored, like nice looking slacks um, that were pretty sharp. So I was looking at them and I told I told the woman straight up, I said, look, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just looking. I'm leaving Beijing tomorrow anyways. Um, maybe I shouldn't have even said that. I should have just left it. And I'm just looking because when I told her that, she said, "Oh, no problem. We can. Uh, what we can time make you leave? Time, we, can, yeah. we can. Yeah, we can make it in time." <laughs> Which I'm sure they probably could have, um, because it seems like they they have their tailors working 24 seven at those places. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a a place that I was intending on going back to to buy a couple custom tailored suits. Um, and uh, sadly, I just never, never had the time to get back and, and get it done while I was over there. But um, the funny thing was I, I told that woman and she was way nicer. And because she was way nicer, and more polite, I was also much more willing to um, potentially buy from her. Whereas the other woman, she was kind of rude and disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a language barrier. As I went to leave, before I had told her I wasn't going to buy anything, she like grabbed me. Was like like uh, you sure you don't want to like grab me mm-hmm. and for for me I was like who is this lady grabbing me you <laughs> know what I mean fight <laughs> right right um, but you have to keep your cool in those situations because yeah. a lot of times it's just it's a different cultural environment you're not used to it um, yeah and there's also kind of this weird feeling in the air Jared when you're in these places there's like just this where Buzz. you see other people haggling yeah yeah it's a very yeah like it's a very it's it's you know what it reminds it's me electric. It reminds me of like the the movie images of the stock market back in the day, where right. like the trading floor, where they're like, where they're all like in the in New York, right, in, on their trading floor, like buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Like right. it, it's it, like just it's just chaos that, it's everywhere. just that sort of as you say, electric is the perfect word. That sort of like there's a lot going on here, right. sort of vibe, and it's like this 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 is there's an energy to it, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole whole type of vibe at a lot of these mm-hmm. markets. Um, but I think it's, it's I think it's also because I think it's also because you know that anything you're you're gonna look at or be interested, you're gonna have to engage, you're gonna potentially have to negotiate. I think right. also for you, as someone that's not used to it, it probably it probably internally energize like it, it, even if oh, for sure. even if it's not the in the environment, it's in you 
because you're just like sort of hopped up a little bit on like, all right, I'm going to have to go in and, and how am I going to do this and what I'm going to say. Right. Where it's like if you're a Chinese person or, or you know, wherever you're from where they, where they negotiate, it's, it's, no, it's probably no thing. It's like it's this, is how I buy, yeah, this is how right. I buy everything. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the other thing too is uh, the other tip I would give is be very aware of the currency where you're negotiating because I think mm. a lot of Americans – uh, some of us are not the best at mental math or, or yeah, that, trying to figure out what something is worth. And I will say, all I will say about this jacket I got, Jared, is um, when I did the math, I was already happy. I was still happy with the conversion rate. That's and, all that matters. Uh, and when I talked to a couple of my Chinese friends, they were also like, yeah, actually, you did pretty pretty decent. Yeah, so, Jared, we've good. given some tips. Should we put our uh, practice okay. to, uh, to work now, Jared? Are Let's you ready? Do it. Are we going to do the jacket? Yes. So, okay. so Jared, I want to paint the picture for our listeners here. So, so everyone, just go ahead, close your eyes, just take take a couple deep breaths. Imagine you're in Beijing, China. If you pull up, you hear the beeping of the taxis outside. You see numerous people walking in and out of this like six, seven story building, and you're with your friends, and you're ready to buy some buy some stuff. But since you live in China, there's no urgency where you have to buy anything today. But, you know, it is fall is coming, Jared, and it's getting cooler out, and you didn't bring any uh, any fall jackets. So, mm. you know, you're, you're thinking about it, but you don't have to buy anything that day. And you're walking around the uh, silk market in Beijing, and you're, you're seeing different stores. Oh, there's a – oh, that's a nice Folex right there. Um, oh, some uh, leather shop. Okay, I can get some belts, maybe a couple uh, nice pairs of boots if I need to. Some exquisite <laughs> jewelry for my, uh, my fine uh, new Chinese lady friend I've met over the weekend. <laughs> and uh, now I walk in, and oh, here's a jacket store. Uh, your friend stops you and says, oh, is that Canada Goose? I don't remember if that's actually the company, but it's that, that is, one I think so, fancy, yeah. With fancy the company. We so call she it a $1,000 jacket. That's what we yep, call it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so we walk in, and uh, and then this black, you probably won't be able to see it because of my Yeah, your background. I can kind of see it. But this black North Face, Jared, okay, catches your eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the 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 saleswoman sees the jacket. I guess I'll have to describe it to you does, since you can't she, see it. Does the sales? She said it was a woman. Does she? She sees you see the jacket. Well, first she is helping out your your friend. At this mm. point, it was Annabelle. Um, I got you. But she was helping her out <laughs> yeah, with this the Canada Goose, Goose jacket. <laughs> um, but sees sees you looking around okay. the store okay. and uh, sees you looking at the North Face area. Now mm-hmm. I will be straight up with you, Jared. I could care less about like it seems like they make nice stuff, but I'm not one of those people where it's like I, I have to. This was a, a knockoff North Face is the first ever North Face I have ever had, just, mm-hmm. just to put it into perspective. <laughs> but I see the jacket, and uh, and it's just a plain black jacket, waterproof. Um, got two uh, zippers on the side, another zipper up at the uh, sort chest. of your your standard North Face jacket. I would right. say, and the and the hood is the hood can zip on and off actually. Would you say um, Michigan? Michigan is North Face is big in Michigan, isn't it? It's huge. I, yeah. I know so many people here who have bought them, and I just I think they look nice, but I just yeah, never got them because they're a little expensive. We're not. We're, yeah, we don't do Patagonia here in Michigan. We are right. fully team North Face in Michigan. I've never Basically, had a North Face yeah. either, by the way. Right, but yeah. <clears> so <throat> you see this jacket, Jared, and you go in and uh, and hold up. Let me. Uh, let me grab my phone so I can get the. I want to tell you and our listeners the conversion rate, just so they know. Because and we will be negotiating, Jared, in in oh, yuan, because okay. that's what they that's pay how over much there. It costs. So, that's fair. That's fair. That's right. We gotta be. We gotta be uh, legitimate here. So so just for our listeners out there, one U.S. dollar 
is approximately 6.5 Chinese yuan. Okay. okay. So I have my calculator in front of me, Jared. Are you ready to uh, do some negotiating for this jacket? Let's do it. Let's do that it. That you may or may want. So not how, want. How, let's, how did it start? Did, did you, you initiate it or she initiated? So, uh, okay. So, well, the way it started was uh, I was at the store. She was helping Annabelle out with a couple jackets. She saw me looking and she pulled, she actually pulled down the jacket. So she okay. pulled down the black. Actually, she pulled, she pulled down that one jacket. Actually, it was a navy blue one with silver, but it was the wrong size. Uh, it mm-hmm. was definitely too small for my chubby American ass. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so, so just, the, a just quadruple XL for for that's it to right. fit your that's medium right. American body. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so just again for you and the listeners out there. So one dollar is six point five yuan. Uh, she first comes up and offers me the jacket for. 1,200 yuan, which comes out, Jared, I will give you the conversion rate because I'll keep it a buck with you since I'm not this, uh, you know, this isn't my livelihood here, Jared. Mm. So that comes out to 184 uh, US dollars and 36 cents. I feel like you get a real one for cheaper than that. Actually, I don't. Uh, let me look. I don't know what. Well, so here's the thing: is the lady actually tried to convince me by saying, "Do you know how much a real one of these costs?" <laughs> I, and I think You're she like, told I'm me, "I'm from North Face country, woman. We right here in Michigan. That's all they wear. They're obsessed." She with told it. me. I remember the. I remember the figure, Jared. She told me, and if I were to buy this new in the U.S., it would cost me two thousand yuan, which is three hundred and seven U.S. dollars. I can't imagine that that's true. I don't know. Here, let's I, see. I, there's North. no way I could. Is are North Face jackets that much? Let's see. I, I like. I'm, I know it's a pricey company, but Ooh, I would hold never. Up. What is this? There's okay. Well, I will say this. I'm looking at a, a, a snow suit, a thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's a full. That's a full snow on suit. suit. That looks like you just have like a like a fall jacket. Yeah, I'm looking here. Hold up, I'm looking at jackets right now. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think it'd be like in, somewhat insulated. Okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be like 200, 200, 200 bucks. bucks. 250 200 bucks, bucks, it looks probably. like. 200 for the, the heavy. Okay, the one that I see that's kind of similar to this one, I think is about 200 bucks. Yeah, okay. 250. So she was, yeah, so she was, she was definitely embellishing a little bit. Let's put it right. that way. <laughs> right. Okay. So, anyways, our starting price, Jared, is 1200. Or 1200. Yeah, 1200. Okay. Uh, Remin B, you on? Mm hmm. What what are you gonna? What's your counter? Twelve hundred. You said is is two hundred. Is uh, how much? One eighty four. One eighty four. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll start at um, uh, I don't know. Twelve hundred. That seems a little pricey. I uh, give I give you a good price. Good I, price. You know, I understand. I'm actually not even really you know looking for a jacket. I'm just here for my friend and just happen to see this jacket. Oh, I would but this, say this jacket will fit you perfect. It has a nice color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd be willing to pay five hundred for it. Five five hundred? Mm-hmm. Five oh that's it's a little low. What what about what about six fifty? I l- listen, I didn't even want this jacket. You're you're <laughs> Okay, six six hundred. I g- give you a good deal, I can't go lower. Six hundred. Mm, I'm gonna listen. Uh I I do like the jacket, sure. I'll admit it. I, I I'd be willing to pay five fifty. Oh, hard 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 bargain, hard bargain. Uh, how about uh, five seventy five? Mm, I, I think I'm gonna have to stick with five fifty because I listen. I wasn't even planning on buying a jacket, so if you can't do this, that, that's okay. I understand because I don't even really want the jacket anyway. Uh, I, I thank you though. Okay, oh, f- five fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, deal. Okay. All right. So Jared, <laughs> you ended up paying. You ended up paying. 
$84. Okay. How much do you think I actually paid for this jacket? You paid less than that? I should have started lower, shouldn't I? You should have, yes. All right, let's do this again. I could tell by how easily you gave it to me that I'm like, oh, God, I started too high. You know, I thought about it, too, because I was like, oh, but I said, I rem- as I started, I knew I messed up. Because I, you, I, I remember I said, it's got to be more than fifth, like half. So yep. half would have been 600. But you yep. said like 80, 90%. Really, I should have started at like, what, 300? Probably. H- how much did you get the jacket, jacket for? 300. So I should have started for less than 300. 300. So, to get so, to 300, you can't start at 300. <laughs> well, I, so so I, I paid I paid $46 for this uh, f- f- fourth face, I guess, fake north face. Um, <laughs> south face. Right, south face. Um, 46 bucks. Um, well, I think the way it went down, though, Jared, if I remember correctly, is um, I was also, this lady grabbed me as well, actually, as I was mm. about to, because she offered, she went 900, and I was like, that's way too much. Uh, she said 800. I was like, no, that's still, I'm, and I said the same thing you said. I said, look, I'm not even like really looking for it. Yeah, I'm just here with my friend. Right. Like, yeah. like, and, and she tried to pull the, she thought, uh, Annabelle was my girlfriend. And so mm. she was like, she's like, oh, you, your, your girlfriend gets a Thinks nice so, coat. You get a nice yeah. coat. You'll look so, so pretty <laughs> together. You know, um, they're always trying to play matchmaker over there in China too, which I thought was adorable. Or like, or like she'll say like, oh, you're like your girlfriend think, will think you look good in it or something like right. that. <laughs> right. And so she, she was just like rapidly put, you know, pressing numbers on her calculator. Cause that was the other thing is you don't want to, if you do say the numbers aloud, right. you need to be careful because some of them will get angry. Um, well, yeah, because you, you don't want the other customers to know how much you're getting stuff for. Right, right. Yeah. you don't want to out It's going to mess up so, their game. So I eventually said, I think I eventually said, you know what? I think the lowest the lowest I would be willing to, willing to go, and I said it aloud because I was a newbie and I had no idea. I mm-hmm. said, look, I'm willing to pay like maybe 200 250 for this jacket. Um, I was hoping to get the jacket for around 20 US dollars, um, which I didn't, you know, I ended up paying more. But anyways, she said, she wrote 300 down and, 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 she said, what's the lowest you can do? And I told her, I told you the lowest I could do is like in the 200s. <laughs> I said, what's the lowest you can do? Um, and I was about to walk away and she said, look, um, this is a, as low as I can go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? All right, 300. All right. You know what? It's a nice jacket. And it and it served me well while, while I was over there. I wore <laughs> that thing everywhere while I was in China. You know what so makes it, me so mad about negotiating too? Is, what? is 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 when when you get that price that feels like you got a good price and they're mm-hmm. like this is the lowest I can go it's still not and right. and you it always makes it seem like you almost got like they always make it seem like you got one over on them you know where right. it's like where it's like they probably got a fine like on their side it was probably a fine deal for them right. uh it, but well, but they, it they always sold it to like, you it all they always have like this exasperation like you've broken yeah. me down listen i'm not gonna be able to get my kids dinner tonight but fine yep yep <laughs> yep that is yeah but see there is there is a level of skill slash acting that's involved with it jared mm-hmm. but there's also i think it's also really important to mention that a lot of these people they're not trying to swindle you this is just their livelihood yes you know and this is also this is also just the culture like there's no offense on either side really right. when this happens i don't think so well there shouldn't be and that leads me to the next point which is whenever you are bartering or haggling or negotiating if you can try to keep it light and fun mm-hmm. you know uh, and sometimes like i know at least in bali and what i read as well in thailand a smile can go a long way yeah. So if you just look unfriendly and look rude and impolite, you might be getting that same kind of energy right or, back at you. 
or even like if they tell you a price, almost like laugh and be like, "Oh, you well, come on, really?" Right, <laughs> right. Or you I could, could even say, "I thought I thought you liked me." Yeah, you know, I thought or, we were you know. friends. <laughs> right. Well, and because they'll use that on you. Yeah, they'll always they'll totally you know, use that on you. And and also something about Haggle Land is also the land of people calling you buddy. The pe- yep. the land of people calling you my friend, boss. <laughs> yes. I heard boss a couple times. <laughs> a lot. I I remember in Morocco there was a lot of my friend <laughs> oh i'm sure my friend my friend my I friend pe- yeah <laughs> i'm sure there is a lot of that and i was yeah first of all it's like first of all i'm a child we're not friends <laughs> right but yeah so there, there 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 it is like this like i think what what a, another part of of the haggling is that i think that's actually a great tip is the politeness mm-hmm. it, it, that's it goes part a long of it. way and pretend in that sort of i don't want to say fake but like that friendliness is is right. key well, and with that friendliness, Jared, use that friendliness to help you create a reason to get a discount. What I mean mm-hmm. is, you know, tell them, oh, yeah, I'm looking for some gifts for my... And I think if you could say, like, oh, I'm looking for some gifts for my for my mother or my family or whatever, if you add that kind of personal element mm. to it, you could say, well, you know, okay, well, what if I buy this other thing? You know, that's where I saw Annabelle do so well at the cashmere place, and she ah, got a killer deal for so a bunch it, of stuff. So that's actually an interesting tip. It's not just getting like on, on how to get the price down, but it's also maybe part of the negotiation is like, well, how about we throw in this and then the price could be a little bit higher, but still lower, you know, like, yep. you know, so, oh, that's a, that's an interesting Bundle tip. it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so don't mm-hmm. like, so it's easier to negotiate if you're, if you're buying more than one thing. Right. Right. And I saw some friends of mine in Beijing do this too when they would uh, go to some other markets and Which stuff. Which kind of kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it's kind of like the same thing as Costco. Costco's cheaper cuz you're buying in bulk or whatever, you right. know, like if you're right. buying more than one thing, then the price the more you buy, the lower the price gets per unit. Right. And the the other nice thing is too is if you actually live in one of these countries, not like visit, but if you live there, mm-hmm. um, get some contacts, you know? Um, I had some friends who I had a friend where we could get some of the best tea for dirt cheap because yeah. they just they knew the guy who worked at that. And it was so funny because we would only go in during certain days because we knew that guy would be in there. And he'd always serve us a bunch of different types of tea, and it was always a great time. So is there a lot of that, like having a guy? Every, yep. Like there's a lot of people that just have their people. Yeah. So so if you were to like maybe be there for longer and actually get to know more Chinese people, you could be like, hey, I'm looking for a I don't know. An well, I was air, working uh, on finding a. I was working on finding a, a suit guy while I was yeah. over there because you can I, get. I have dirt heard cheap. that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and there are a lot. I, there are a lot of places, and there in like there are a lot of places that can make you suits from scratch, essentially. Yeah, custom made, and and they had everything, Jared. Crazy fabrics, mm-hmm. uh, cool patterns, great like cool colors. Liners. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. and and they could make it for you in about a week. Yeah, um, and or some places are willing to pay yeah. for it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, the other the other biggest tip though is obviously, and and we've said this already, but I think it's still important is walking away. Yeah, you got to be able to know your limit, know your price, and if they're not willing to budge, just say thank you, but we can't agree on the price, and say I'm going to take my business elsewhere. You know, not not much else to do. I remember my dad was buying a car when I was when when I was a kid. This was before we lived in Germany, and you know I'm a car nerd. I love cars, so the idea of having a, getting a new car is always exciting to me. And 
and uh, he, he's the master of walking away. And I remember, like, he would bring me with me, and I would get so sad on multiple occasions. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> I was like, why do you keep leaving? And, and he's like, you got to do it. He's like, this is what you got to do. You can't, just, you can't just take whatever number they, they throw at you. And right. then he, he ended up getting what he wanted. So I guess it worked. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would say the, the walk away, that, that's got to be, like, your final. That's the final step. And, and that, I think that's the final point where either the person will give in and give you the price that you want, or you just keep walking. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the other thing too is, and we've mentioned this with the whole, you know, smile when you can be polite, but just don't, don't take everything so seriously. Like, yeah, like I, I just know if I would have taken it, yeah, seriously or personally when like those, uh, like some of those ladies in China were pretty aggressive to, to put well, it, especially, you know, frankly. especially because as an, uh, as a foreigner, it, 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 it you can get the feeling that you're getting ripped off sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's hard to it's 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 you it's hard to know am I getting ripped off or is this a good deal? Um, right. and but you, but you you can't really take that personally because it has really has nothing to do with you, right? And these people at the end of the day are just trying to make a livelihood just like everybody else. Yeah, and it's not their know? fault that you suck at negotiating, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, this is how everyone else does it, and they and they get better deals than you. You're the problem, not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is um, how we do for it for sure. And you're terrible. But also, at it. also know know what you're comfortable with. Know what terms and conditions you know you uh, you expect mm-hmm. with whatever you're getting. Um, know what what the item will cost, obviously, at least, or what you're willing to pay. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. Now we're repeating ourselves. I can't play you out with my theme song, but I I think oh, I think that true. was I think that was some good. Uh, I think those were good. Uh, those were good. That was a good haggle talk. Yeah, we. I think we've covered it. Um, and yeah, and and at the end of the day as well, try to be respectful. And uh, I sure. guess we'll, we can end on that note. Uh, but this was fun. It was fun to do a little bit of haggling with you, Jared. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that oh, is man. like a lot of the language they use is like, oh, good deal, for, special deal for you. Good deal. You know, and it's and always. It's, you know what added to the difficulty? I think I would have done a lot better if it was in U.S. dollars. I think the, my initial. See, makes my a initial, difference. My initial uh, price that I threw up, like I knew I messed up a second after, but I was like, oh, shoot, I did that math wrong <laughs> and I should have right. gone down even further. Right. Um, and, and so it was just I, I already knew that I was that I was starting from a bad place. But that, that does add to the difficulties you're doing. Right. Uh, well, you like got to make sure. Yeah, you start at the right five spot. divided by <laughs> exactly uh, divided by 300. I can't quickly do it in my head. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, let us know what your yeah. thoughts are on haggling and negotiating. And if you have any tips of your own, please uh, send us a quick email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com you can slide into those dms on twitter untranslatable one the number one check us out on instagram untranslatable podcast uh and lastly please five star reviews on itunes and stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you so as we say here at the untranslatable podcast muchas gracias shisha and dos vidanya See, that was the second where I let the music swell. There you go. Nice. <laughs> and then we come back in. It was a beautiful moment there. That was fun. That was, that, was, that was a good one. That was a good one. And now I really want to eventually travel to another one of these countries again to do some haggling and yeah. see how I'll do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I, I, yeah, I want to do it as a proper adult. I remember when I, when I was haggling. Well, I, I like when I, when I bought my, my car, I, I like... Clearly, there, there, there wasn't. I, I, I don't know if it, I was the problem. I, I don't know. I don't know. But but 
so th- there, you know, there was the price that that they listed it as, and then I was like, I'm willing to pay, you know, like I don't know, a thousand dollars less. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we just we just can't do that. It's like you know, we we compare the prices, and this car is price competitive. Like we just can't do that. And right. I was like, yeah, I know, but I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I was like. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't really like that price. It doesn't seem right to me. And so at the end of the day, I ended up getting like two or three hundred bucks off, which is nothing, you know. Right. It's probably like three dollars as far as my. You're probably making that goes. back in your payments, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah, in interest, that it probably already makes no difference. But anyway, right. For some reason, I felt like there's no way I can buy this car for the price that it's listed for, even if I'm paying two hundred dollars less. I cannot do it. How, right. how how did the negotiation go when you were buying the van? They said they they said they couldn't budge at all. Yeah. So there was no no, no negotiation. They said this is the most competitively priced we can do. Um, yeah. And and I didn't walk away because um, I'll be honest, I you wanted it. wanted I wanted <laughs> it was stupid though, Jared. I let my emotions get the better of me. I my, wanted the damn van. See, and, mine uh, mine wasn't even that I really wanted it. I, I mean, obviously, I, I needed a car, and that was the the kind of car I knew I was going to get. But it's not like that was like there was a shortage of volts and the, like that was the one, you know. Right. <laughs> but right. I think it was for me. I'm like I don't. I'll say the mileage was good, but I was like I don't feel like just going going from place to place to place to potentially get like like a thousand dollars less for the like I I'm, th- right. I think in my head I was it was more just like how much am I actually going to get off of it? Like how much is my time worth? Exactly. Versus, uh, exactly. How much I'll actually, how much less I'll actually get than this car specifically. So it right. wasn't even that I really wanted it that badly. It was just like I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> right.